Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, July 19th, and this is your FT News Briefing. A weaker U.S. dollar has got currency watchers flummoxed, and Europe's heat wave is nearing record highs. But first, Russia is seizing assets from Western companies. We'll take a look at what that means for friends of the Kremlin. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Western companies have been trying to leave Russia since Moscow's full-scale invasion of Ukraine last year, and Russia has been making that very difficult. It recently started seizing the assets of Western companies as a way to get back at the U.S. and European countries for their sanctions. And on Sunday, President Vladimir Putin took it a step further. He ordered the state to seize Dannon and Carlsberg's Russian operations, the dairy and alcohol companies. Now, the FT has discovered that he did it for businessmen close to the Kremlin. The FT's Anastasia Stogny has been reporting on the story, and she joins me now. Hi, Anastasia. Hi, Mark. So what do we know about the people who want Dannon's and Carlsberg's assets? In Russia now, it's not uh, like all these deals do not really happen within the commercial space. They happen within the political space, and there is a lot of groups which are competing for these assets. So, for example, we were told by many sources that Carlsberg is wanted by Kovalchuk brothers. Kovalchuk brothers are childhood friends of Vladimir Putin, his really close allies, and basically his personal bankers, as they're sometimes referred to in Russian press. So it illustrates that these deals are not driven by commercial motives, profit motives, but this is basically like privatization in the 90s in Russia, when the most powerful gets better assets, but vice versa. And as we learn, the Kremlin appointed Chechnya's agricultural minister as the head of Danon. He's a close ally of the region's strongman leader, Ramzan Kadyrov. So Anastasia, what does it say that Putin is now seizing assets from Dannon and Carlsberg, these these big food and beverage companies? Well, to be honest, at first it came as a slight surprise to me at least because we expected that only big industrial companies or especially companies in oil and gas sector would be nationalized. But this shows us that for Russia, actually, there is no limit. So whatever seems interesting to the people close to Putin or to the state in general can be nationalized. And in the case of those two companies, they're huge. They're the biggest in their sectors in Russia, so in dairy and in alcohol production, respectively. So it means that the competition is really low. It means that the profits will keep coming. So these are really juicy assets. What might other companies be thinking as they see Putin go after companies like Dannon and Carlsberg, you know, the, the companies that aren't big industrial companies, like you said? Well, I think uh, in theory, they would want to sell as fast as they can. But on the other hand, they cannot influence directly the speed of the process. So every company understands that this might affect them as well, that everyone understands that the situation now is completely chaotic and then there are no rules. If the state wants your asset, it will get it. Anastasia Stogny is the FT's Russia correspondent. Thanks, Anastasia. Thanks, Mark. The U.S. dollar had been doing pretty well for a while, especially as the Federal Reserve kept raising interest rates. It even got the nickname King Dollar. But the greenback has been down this year and broke sharply lower last week, which surprised a lot of currency watchers. 
The FT's U.S. Markets Editor, Jennifer Hughes, has been monitoring these developments. Hi, Jen. Hi there. So, Jen, first off, why do higher interest rates normally mean a stronger dollar? Higher interest rates normally mean a higher dollar because you've got treasury bond yields rising at the same time. So you get more for parking your money in the U.S. So when we see the dollar falling, what you think is happening is normally that people are sort of dialing back their interest rate expectations. And that's what's happened here, we think. What are you and currency analysts looking out for here after the dollar dropped so sharply last week? Well, currency analysts are being quite cautious on this one. What we're looking for now is to see whether this new lower dollar continues or whether it picks up again. We've still got the Federal Reserve meeting next week and expected to raise interest rates. The question really is whether we're one and done then, one quarter point rise and that's it, or whether the economic data continue to be strong enough that we think that there might be more interest rates on the horizon. And what what are the bigger consequences of a weaker dollar right now, Jen? Well, apart from the hit to my spending power when I get to go back and visit my family in the UK, it's not great for people who have to buy things overseas. But we've been expecting the dollar couldn't get much stronger than it had done last year. It had been expected to be weakened, weaker this year. The question is, at the pace, at what pace will it get weaker? People pretty much were expecting it to be fairly steady through year end. But last week is making people look at this again, currency analysts and saying, ooh, has something changed here? There's not a clear answer on that yet. Jennifer Hughes is the FT's U.S. Markets Editor. Thanks, Jen. Thank you. Europe is experiencing record high temperatures. The continent in general is warming about twice as fast as the global average thanks to its latitude, proximity to the Arctic, and the size of its landmass. This heat wave is pretty unusual because of something called anticyclonic weather patterns. An anticyclonic weather pattern means basically sort of warm air masses and clear skies, so lots of hot sun. That's the FT's Alice Hancock. She says there have been two anticyclonic weather patterns over the past two weeks that have caught the attention of meteorologists. One dubbed Cerberus after the monster that guarded the mythical gates of hell, thanks to the Italian Meteorological Society, and one called Sharon, who was the boatman that took souls to hell. Okay, so the naming conventions aren't terribly subtle. The hottest spots have been in southern Italy, Greece, and northern Africa, pretty big tourist areas during the summer holiday times. So it is, it is having a big impact on communities that rely on those revenues. And tourist attractions like the Acropolis have had to close. Um, tourists have been warned away in um, some Italian cities. Um, and then you've got the additional cost of things like heat-related illness, deaths, those add pressure to health services. Uh, there's an impact on agriculture. In fact, my Rome colleague uh, told us that dairy farmers have had to resort to using sprinklers and air conditioning to cool their cows. So that, of course, has a knock-on impact for cost with farmers, but it also has a knock-on impact on energy and water use. So there's a sort of whole network of, or a domino, if you like, of effects that are caused by this extreme heat. Alice says this heat wave might be a wake-up call to industry leaders and policymakers to seriously address climate change. The effects of climate change really are becoming very apparent. I did see one EU official note that people were calling it the new normal, and we really shouldn't think of this as the new normal. I mean, it would be horrible if this was normal. I hope that the heat makes it apparent for everyone from policymakers to consumers to industry that climate change is very real, and we we do really need to do something about it because the economic impacts, let alone 
you know, how bad it is for Mother Earth are, are not good. Alice Hancock is an EU correspondent for the FT. Before we go, Carlos Ghosn famously dodged financial misconduct charges back in 2019. You might remember that he did it by escaping Japan in a box. Now, the former Nissan CEO says he's filing a billion-dollar lawsuit against the Japanese carmaker. So what I'm looking for is no revenge. I'm trying to have part of my rights back, and I just want to make sure that all the criminals and the plotters cannot sleep quietly in their bed after what they have committed. That's Ghosn in an online news conference yesterday. Ghosn's suit alleges defamation, slander, libel, and, quote, the fabrication of material evidence by Nissan and about a dozen other people. Ghosn has been living in Lebanon ever since his daring escape. You can read more on all of these stories at ft.com for free when you click the links in our show notes. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.